What's up guys, welcome back to the John Summer Challenge. Today is July 23rd, day 23 of the John Summer Challenge and we're in John chapter 14. Just six verses today because they're so important and it's a little break from the long series and giving you a break on a Sunday. But John chapter 14, one through six, such an important passage. And that's our passage for today as we dive back into Jesus's farewell address. From what we read yesterday, to our passage today, there is no time gap. This is the same conversation Jesus is having with his disciples during the Last Supper. He's there to comfort his disciples and he's moved from what? A public ministry to a private ministry where he's preparing his disciples for his coming death and resurrection. And these disciples need a lot of preparation, don't they? They are scared, they're, they're frightened, they, they don't know what's actually coming they're so confused these disciples it says are greatly troubled have you ever had that feeling where something scary or uncertain is happening in your life maybe your parents are telling you some bad or sad news and you just have this massive pit in your stomach knowing that something is wrong something is about to change in your life you're scared you don't want things to change you're not exactly sure how things will shake out well, that is what these disciples are feeling right now. They are troubled because Jesus, whom they love and have lived with for three years, is now telling them that he is going to leave. What? Leave where? Jesus, you're supposed to stay with us. You're supposed to set up your kingdom here. You're the Messiah that we've been longing for for so many years, and now you're going to leave? They do not understand fully why Jesus must go or where he is heading. And so, because of Jesus' great love for his disciples, he seeks to comfort them with these words in our passage today. And in our passage, we see some very important truths about salvation. And so let's break our passage up into three points, three parts really quickly, three things we must do in order to have our souls comforted. Three things. Number one, first thing is this, trust in Christ alone. Trust in Christ alone. In verse one, it says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. As we said, these disciples are in deep agony. The one whom they love is about to leave. And not only that, but this is in combination with their embarrassment after Jesus washes their feet. They should have been washing Jesus's feet, but because of their pride, Jesus washes their feet. Jesus announces that one of them will betray them, Judas. And he also announces that Peter will deny him three times. And on top of all this, they saw the Lord himself was deeply troubled as he prepares himself for his own coming death, where he will take on the full wrath of God. These disciples were greatly troubled, but the Lord says, stop, believe in me, believe in God. He's equating himself to God again, because he is God. And this was not a call for them to believe in him for salvation. They had already done that. They've already given their lives to Christ. This was a call for them to trust in him, even when he is not there. And this is the same call for us today. Christ is not physically here with us today, is he? We don't physically see him right in front of us. And so we are to trust in Christ, 
even though we do not see him. And how do we do so? Because we know that even though we cannot see him, he is still with us, isn't he? Christ promises in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So if you are a believer in Christ, no matter what trials you go through, in all circumstances, you can trust in Christ who is always with you. And that is good news, isn't it? We can hope and trust in Christ. So if you're a believer, no matter what you go through, you have Christ with you. Why? Because Romans 6, we've been united with Christ. He knows you, he loves you, and he will always be with you. Trust in Christ alone. That's number one. Now number two, hope in Christ, in Christ alone. Hope in Christ alone in verses two through three. It says this, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Not only do we trust that Christ is with us always, but we also set our hope in Christ alone and his promises for us. What promises do we see here? That he has prepared a place for us. What is this place? It is heaven. Heaven is what Christ promises for us. Jesus promises, I will come again and receive you to myself. What is that? That is the rapture where all believers will be snatched away with Christ and we will meet him there in the air. And these are promises that all true believers can cling on to. No matter what trial you're in, when life with sin gets tough, no matter what it is, remember what awaits you. One Puritan says, hold on and hold up in ways of well-doing and heaven will make amends for all. You know what that is to say? Saying no matter what happens in this life, trials, pain, suffering, death, or even our battle with sin, it's hard. We're always fighting against our sinful flesh. Remember heaven. Remember that you will be with Christ one day, forever, for eternity. And this life, this blip, this vapor, it will be over. Our life with sin will be over. Our life with death and suffering and all of this evil will be done away with. And we will be in complete joy and perfection with heaven, with Christ in heaven forever. Isn't that good news? And so you need to hope in that if you're a believer in Christ. If not, then you don't have this hope and you do have something to worry about. But if you believe in Christ, you have great, great hope. Uh, this is the great comfort that his disciples are having. Yes, I am leaving you now, but one day you will be with me again in heaven for eternity. And that is the hope that we cling on to. And one day, if you give your life to Christ now, you will live with him forever. No more pain, no more suffering, no more death, just joy in heaven with our Savior. So hope in Christ alone. Number three, come to Christ alone. Come to Christ alone, verses four through six. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Verse six, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And here we see the sixth I am statement, six out of seven. And it is important as we live in a world that says that there are many ways to God and heaven. No, this says there is only one way, and that is Jesus Christ. 
No other religion, no other false gods can get you to heaven. It is only through Christ alone. Catholics, Muslims, Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, whatever it is, none of them will lead you to Christ. None of them will lead you to heaven. None of them will lead you to the true God. Even though they might use the same words or might say similar things, they are not similar at all. There is only one true God. It is Jesus Christ. And what he demands is that you follow him, give up your life of sin, follow him, put your faith in him, repent from your sins. That is what require, what is required for the true God, Jesus Christ. He is the only way. The way is narrow that leads to eternal life. And the only way you can enter into heaven is by going through the door. And that door is Jesus Christ. It is only through faith in him that you can receive his grace. Jesus is the only way, the God of the Bible. So put your trust in him, put your hope in him, come to him alone and you will find rest for your souls. That's it for today's devotional. I've got three questions for you. Number one, why are the disciples so troubled? Why are they so troubled? Number two, what is the promise stated in this passage that every believer can hope in? And number three, write down and begin to memorize John 14, verse 6. What we just read, John 14, verse 6. I want you to memorize this. So write it down today and start to memorize that verse. Submit your answers to those questions and you will be done with day 23 of the John Summer Challenge. I'll see you tomorrow for day 24.